podcast number five, maybe six. We don't sure. We'll have to go back and check. <laughs> we'll have to go back and check. Have we released the last one? Yeah. It was the brain training one. Was that the last one we did though? I'm so offended. Never. Was that the last one we did? Yeah. The Alzheimer's and mental health and all the rest of it. Yeah. So this must be number five. It will go with that. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. We're yeah. very. We're very. Uh, about this one. And I have to say it right now because I cannot get over this. My tan is a little bit darker than I thought it would be and I'm sitting next to old Whitey here and I'm just saying to myself, or I said to George, I hope I don't get done for cultural appropriation. It's you a lot darker than I thought. Only to you. Is it? I don't think you look like... Okay, because it nah. feels like it's a bit darker than I anticipated. Anyway, that's fine. I'll have a good old scrub tonight and see if I can just take the colour down a notch. <laughs> anyway, so today, George, <laughs> we're going to have to cut that. No, we're not. We're keeping it. <laughs> oh my God. You just snorted. I did snort. Okay. Don't I'm, hit the table. I know. I know. That's why I'm going to be doing this a lot because I have to not bang the table today and I'm going to be very, I'm going to, I'll bang you. That came out wrong. If you're not watching, <laughs> if you're only listening, that came out wrong. She and meant as in she's going to strike her fist on my leg. Yes, so it's going of the to table. hurt. Yeah, yes. so I'm going to have a bruise on my leg. But today we're going to talk about something that, like Naomi and I have been talking about for well, a little months. while now. For Since months. she offended me in like three podcasts ago. But it was even before that. I mean, you've said it probably to me heaps of times, but that time I was really offended. So, For those of you who have not listened to us before... Which is nobody! Yeah, but I was first of all going to say commiserations <laughs> for having found us. Um, but what we're talking about is... I'm lucky! Oh, as I would say at Mekon, suck it! Yeah. She's not very nice at Mekon. Um, but what we were talking, what we mean then is that a few weeks ago we were talking about, um, you know, body, body image, image and... and just how we feel about ourselves. And I said to George, you know, something that's been important to me. We've Pause. got a cat. If that cat pushes that over, I will pee my pants laughing. If that cat touches any part of our, our thing, <laughs> she's getting launched into with Tony. He can deal with her. Um, but I said to George, you've just got to get over yourself. Meaning, like, the thing that holds us back is us. We hold ourselves yes. back in our mind. And I may not have given enough context to what I said and just said, get over yourself. Um, and may have offended George. I mean, she actually didn't offend me. I just tell her every time she did offend me to make her feel bad. Not that she does, but... I do actually feel bad. Yeah, yeah, we should bad because I was offended. But in saying that, I was only offended for a short period of time. Oh, cat! (laughs) (laughs) I was only offended for a short period of time. And then actually was super helpful information. And I've been doing awesome since, like, I got over myself. And I don't think for me it was actually getting over myself, just getting over my mentality. Yeah, and that's... But that's what I mean. Like, we get stuck in our heads and... We think that, um, you know, people are watching us or like, you know, we're in the gym and we think, well, I can't wear this outfit because people are going to be judging me. I promise you, no one is paying attention. I have no idea what anyone... I mean, I think here's the thing though. The people who are judging, who gives a shit about those people? Yeah, they're horrible Like they're usually assholes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the thing. People are judging you, but how you take that is also partly your responsibility Mm -hmm. of not like learning to not let that affect you, which won't always be the case. But kind of what we want to talk about today is actually personal responsibility. Yeah. Um, You know, like taking ownership and taking responsibility for the things that you're not happy about in your life. Some things are uncontrollable and out of your control. Mm. Totally get that. But when we're talking about our health um, and weight loss and body image and stuff like that, which is what we talk about a lot, 
um, a lot of it is us. Yep. You know, like us just not taking responsibility. I mean, nobody made me fat. Like I ate too much. And, you know, I think that if you're honest with yourself and you're overweight, you ate too much. Yeah. Like nobody did that to you. I feel like we're looking for answers, something to blame, somewhere to put like those feelings or that anger towards or whatever, that emotion towards instead of actually directing it to the place it needs to be, which is ourselves. Mm. And there's huge freedom in that. Absolutely. Because when you realise that it was your fault, it means you can fix it. Yes. Nobody else can fix it. I can't be like, George, you're an idiot. The reason why I'm not squatting 70 kilos right now is because of you. You know? I was wondering where that was going when you called me idiot. Well, clearly it was just a (laughs) fictitious um, analogy. Luckily. Luckily. A hundred percent. And like you saying to me, get over yourself. I was like, oh, I mean, for once, you're probably right. And I have been in such a good headspace since then. Yeah. You know, because it's taken, it take, like, I've just taken all the emotion out of all the things that I was really struggling with. Food, weighing myself, like, measuring myself, my clothes, my appearance, all those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it takes that, um, when you take that emotion out of it, yeah. things are so much easier. Yeah. But I've been having this conversation with, like, <laughs> the cat, the cat has arrived. No, no, no. I've been having like some of these conversations with my clients mm. and I'm a pretty empathetic person because I totally understand, um, struggling with your weight. And but you're also really honest. You've got that really great balance of empathy yeah. with honesty. I well, like I that. feel like sometimes like you eventually you have to be honest, mm. but in the same time, like, you know, like I'm trying to support people in that I know that not everybody is ready to get there. Yep. Like sometimes it's a journey of self-discovery to really be honest with yourself, you know? Like I had a few conversations with my mum last year and I was not happy with my weight, but I just said to her, I'm not ready to work really hard at that. I'm not ready to do the work that it takes to lose weight. So I'm just going to stay here. You're shaking it. Sorry. What is leaning on the table? I told you we're going to have to move this. For those of you that aren't watching the video. (laughs) I can't stop touching the table. Yeah, we're going to to have to figure out. We have to work around this Might have to wear a straight jacket. Maybe. It would suit you. Um, For those of you that aren't watching, George just gave me the finger. They don't care. They're probably saying suck it. They probably are. Absolutely. I'm Mm. just going to keep my hands out here. Just don't hit me. Ow. Um... (laughs) And I used to have that conversation with her all the time. Like, no, I'm not happy, but I'm not ready to put in the work. And that's yep. okay that I wasn't. Yeah. But don't lie to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we had a conversation very similarly um, around my training. And you just came out and said straight up, yeah, but you're not consistent. And well, I, you're not. But, <laughs> and you know what? At the time, I was like, you know what? I, I come every week. So I'm consistent. Yeah. I'm. I'm How all- many times though? Every week I will get there two to three times. I would like to be doing four to five. My goal is four or five regular consistent. And I tend to backload my week. So I tend to find it really, because I sort of get to Monday and I've just, I look at what's ahead of me, especially now with uni. And I start, I'm a real stressor. I'm like, how am I going to fit this all in? I've got to do all this. And so on Monday, Tuesday, I'm like, I've just got to get through all this work before I, especially because I have my meeting with my professor on Thursday. And I don't want to turn up to my meeting and not having done what I need to. So for me at the moment there, and our weekends have been so busy. I normally am a Sunday working person. Like I will work all day Sunday because I have Tony here. 
he'll have the kids for me and I can work 10, 12 hours and just get so much done. And that hasn't been happening lately. So come Monday, I'm freaking out. And so I Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty busy. And then I go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Um, maybe not at the gym on Saturday, but I go Thursday, Friday, and then I'm netballing all day. So I'm really physically active. So I wouldn't do gym anyway then. The idea for me is to be... Oh, absolutely. That's cool. But then you can't go... Okay, like I'm not hitting my squat goals because no, 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 one but, of your days is netball. Like, no, but that's, that's not, exactly it. You know and what that's, I mean? That's exactly right. Mm. And so when I sort of said, I don't really care. I think I just touched your boob. Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> we digress. Uh, <laughs> one of my squat goals is to hit 70 kilos. My first one was 60 and now I've got it. Um, so I'm trying to hit 70. And when you said to me, you're not consistent, you're absolutely correct. When it comes to weight training, I mean that's I, usually how it goes. That I am correct. <laughs> I can't hold my eyes any harder. Uh, but you know, for a moment, when you did say that to me, there was that moment of "fuck you, George." Exactly. <laughs> like, all right, no need to say it like that. And then I tried to explain something, and you're like, "But you're not exactly what you just did then." But you're not. And I'm like, "Okay, lady, can't, I cannot stop saying lady, and that is George's fault." I was, I told you, I was running yesterday and I had to run up this hill and I'm looking at, I'm like, I really don't want to run up this hill. And I'm like, get up that hill, lady. <laughs> get out of my head, George. Anyway. Best so, person to have in your head when no, you're on no, a run. No, Me? no, no. Get up the suck Bad it. having George in your head at all. But yeah, no, so there was a moment of a little bit of, my back got a little bit like, mm. Oh, a hundred percent. But you need that. You need yes. that person who is going to be like. You know, Carly was the same to me. Remember yeah. when I said something about not losing that way? She's like, but you don't come to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. No, but I also think that, yes, you need a person, but you also need yourself. Yes. You need to be, you need to be Honest. becoming that person. Yeah. You know, and the thing that I'm finding um, when I'm talking to my clients about their weight loss and what they're doing and she's on the door. Um, and how like they're going, like, what are they going to do? They have all these grand plans of this is what they're doing nutrition wise. This is what they're doing. You know, um, I'm going to do this many workouts. And then I'll say to them, okay, cool. And then what are you doing about up here? Oh, that it never occurs to them. Mm. And I'm like, if you have a bad relationship with food, if you don't do work up here to fix that, it doesn't matter what diet you do. It doesn't matter how much you exercise. Once that finishes, what Nothing next? has changed. Yeah. Nothing has yeah. changed. And having that start date and end date, it's so problematic because you literally think, I'm starting here and finishing here. That's not how it works. No. That is not how it works. No. And, you know, when we look at what are the most important things and important attributes when it comes to things like losing weight, um, sticking to a lifestyle, it is the mindset that this is forever. It's the mindset of immersing yourself in this new lifestyle, reinventing yourself and being like, this is going to change. Yes, that's, which is why fucking these six-week, eight-week things, when they're like you get this little like six-week challenge, mm. doesn't work because you you do this really hard, this thing for six weeks, you just do what they say, what have you learnt, what have you changed outside of you just done what they've, tell, what they've told you and then you get off this six weeks, that first weekend you have celebrate, let's go have a dinner to celebrate you overeat then and then you're sh you're straight back into a bad habit. Yeah. Already nothing has changed. You lost weight because for 6 weeks you were super super disciplined because mm. it was 6 weeks mm. or 12 weeks, whatever. Okay, but then after that, what you actually need is that thing that is going to 
help you stay consistent all the time. Yeah, and you know? that's that consistency. It is really hard to trump consistency. Like there are yes. really yeah. Okay, go. Well, I mean the thing, but here's like what I'm finding when I'm talking to people, and even myself is it's the consistency of that um, having to change things mentality. For yeah. example, when I went when I go out to dinner with my husband, going saying to myself, I'm gonna fully overeat and stuff my face because I'm out to dinner mm. and then tomorrow I'm on a diet, Yeah. right? Instead of just going, cool, I'm out to dinner. I'm going to just enjoy a regular meal. Might eat a little more than normal because we're at dinner and we're going to have drinks and dinner, whatever. We might get dessert as well. Okay, and then going tomorrow's just normal and forgetting about that. Like it's this, it's that if I don't consciously start saying to myself, cool, we're just... We're just going out to dinner. It's not like I can never do this again. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not like I can never do this again. Okay? Or for the last six weeks, I've not been able to ever go out to dinner because, you know, like I don't want to be tempted. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the shit that has to change. Yeah. So that you go out to dinner, you enjoy that. Cool. The next day you're back to normal eating. Mm. Right? Then normal, normal, normal. And it's just going to be up and down. And that's where the consistency comes. But if you don't change up here and your thought process around what is consistency, you're never going to get there. And we were just, I shared a, a study um, just, I think it was last week or maybe the start of this week, and it was looking at the behaviours of people who are able Great to lose. Great Yeah, people who are able Great to lose post. weight and then keep it off long term. And one of the things, and this is what really bothers me, is that one of the things, and this is where the personal accountability, we started talking about this a while ago, Yeah. but in the Hayes movement, the health at every size, there's these ideas that tracking calories, tracking your macros is bad, trying to lose weight is bad, the scales are bad, um, diets are bad, and it's so black and white. Um, you know what's bad? Your victim mentality. That's what's bad, is that you're a victim. Yeah. You're not a victim. I'm not a victim. Nobody did this to me. Nobody made me drink multiple ciders in COVID. I chose to do that. That's how I dealt with it. Cool. And now I'm going to deal with coming back from that. Yes. Stop being a victim. This is really irritating me. Like everybody is like just trying to blame something else. It is not hormones. Oh. Oh. It is it yeah, is, yeah. It's not metabolism. It is not, you know, some, what? I'm just going, yeah, I'll go with that. What she said. What she said. She pointed at me and I'm like, it's not me. I'm I forget me. that some people only listen. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most people actually watch. <laughs> probably because it's probably more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Just, See the silliness on display. Of you, but I'm normal. Your eyebrushes. I mean, they probably just want to look at my beauty. Yeah, they do. They probably don't even look at you. Probably not. Too taken aback by my beauty. We digress we about digress, my beauty. We digress. Um, but like the the reality of it is that when you look at what research shows us, is we've got tens of thousands of studies that show that weight loss is actually really good for us. Um, even small amounts that if you are unhealthy, that weight loss actually improves your health across just about every single marker. And there's the anti-diet stuff, which is actually really great. Like if you look mm. at what the anti-diet message is, it's just about adopting better lifestyle behaviors. Yeah. So rather than tracking in macros and macros. And I think also stuff, taking away like the judgment and shame, like yeah. judging and shaming people. Yes. For just trying to do their best. Yes. I think that is what diet culture should and was yeah. about. Yeah. And even just the, the adoption of eating more fruits and vegetables, drinking yeah. less alcohol, moving more. Even if you don't lose weight, that still improves your health. Yes. And that's the anti-diet movement as well. And that's great. All that stuff is so good. 
but there's this real underlying current coming through where you're not allowed to talk about weight, you're not allowed to go on the scales, you're not allowed to track. And the study that I actually shared showed that these behaviors were very strongly associated with people who lost weight and kept it off. So we're talking long term. So people who lost weight and kept it off were tracking their yeah. food and their, their body. And it makes sense because you know, weight is incremental. We, we gain little bits and it's sort of once we see a photo of ourselves or a yeah. video and we're like, whoa, I'm a lot bigger than I thought I was. Yes. And then people hop on the scales and it's all of a sudden 20 kilos rather than, you know, two or three. Then they've got to try and deal with that. And there's this underlying, I believe, current within the Hayes movement where it's a justification for continuing to stay in bad behaviours. You know, if obesity... Well, I mean, bad behaviours or victim mentality. Both. I think like, both. Yeah. Um, you know, if obesity isn't bad, isn't bad for us and it's not a health risk, which actually, again, there's tens of thousands of studies showing us that it is actually problematic for us. Um, if being on the scales is bad, if diets are bad, well, then it says to people who are really struggling with their weight um, and who are unhealthy, stay as you are. There's That's nothing... the issue is yeah. those things. Yeah. No, the issue is not those things. And I actually had this conversation with Adam because he shared it as well. Um, ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Adam, big context, who's Adam? Oh, so Adam is, or he's a guy from the gym and you have did some, um, weight loss surgery, weight loss surgery, uh, videos, Zooms uh, and Zooms. stuff, yeah, like webinars Perfect. with him. So he had weight loss surgery, obese man. And Huge, now like yeah. really, really now overweight. he is ripped AF. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, so I was just, he shared it and then I shared it and I sent him a message and I was like, you know, the thing that whatever he wrote, I can't remember. And I was like, exactly. We need to actually be teaching people how to deal with the emotional attachment they have to these things. Mm. It's not these things problem. Yeah. It's our emotional attachment to them. Yes. And I said to one of my other clients, we were talking about it. She had listened to the podcast and I was like, for say someone like you, who's like thin, if you put on five kilos, you would notice before you got to five kilos. Oh yeah. For someone like me, I, I wouldn't necessarily notice that I had put on five kilos. Mm. It wouldn't be too much for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until I get on the scales and go, which that is exactly what happened to me after COVID. And I was like, oh, I probably put on like three. I'm not really worried. And then I was like, okay, I put on a lot more than what I had thought I was. Yeah. And I didn't really notice, Yeah. you know, cause I like, I just am carrying weight already. So mm. for me to put that, do you know what I mean? But so that's why that constant tracking is exactly. so good. So that's why we can't say never stand on a scale. Mm. We have to teach people how to use that as a tool. It's just a tool. It is just exactly. a tool. Our emotional response to these it's is our on responsibility. Us. That is on us. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, when you're dealing with a child who's flipping out over stuff. Annoying. You know, <laughs> and it's our responsibility as as the parents to help educate the them and, and teach them a better yeah. way of, of dealing with an emotional situation. Yes. And it's almost like we lose that as adults. I mean, I'll be honest, I hopped on the scales not even that long ago and yelled at the scales. Like I've <laughs> never yelled at scales in my life. And I actually, stupid lady scales, uh, lady. And I had like, once I yelled and I was really quite cross and I hopped off and I was like, that was ridiculous. And I had a laugh afterwards. But I really, like, I think we all get it. Like, we all get that there are emotional attachments to this, but that is on us, and we have to deal with that. Um, you know, I do get emotional watching other people, you know, achieving things at the gym that I wish I was achieving right now, and I have to recognize I don't... That's exactly right. I am not consistent because, unfortunately for me right now, I have not managed my time well. 
That is the truth. I have not managed my time well. Um, and when it comes to getting up at, at four in the morning, some mornings I go, mm, I probably need that extra bit of sleep instead of going. That is all on me. Some nights I won't go to bed on time. That is on me. Um, but there is also legitimacy to what's going on in my life at the moment. So I have to make a, this is my fault and then this is uncontrollable. Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing, like, and there's lots of outside factors in people's lives, kids, stress, all that stuff. Yeah. But for you right now, you have to prioritize, okay, like um, your work stuff is the first priority and then your training is second. Mm. Okay, so... On some days, because well, that, some doesn't, days, but that doesn't always, exactly. And I think, but I think that sometimes we hear people and they're, and you know, we're saying right now, you're not consistent. There are times when you're not going to be able to be, and yeah. you have to learn that that's okay. But you also have to learn how to mentally cope with that. Yes. And if you're yes. not, then you're just like, then, then no things in your life is going to change. Yes. And you're you know going I mean? to just yo-yo. Between, yes. you know, and it's this all or nothing approach. I'm 100% in or I'm 100% out. Why can't yes. you be a little bit more like I'm going to do what I can every single week, yeah. you know, and then I'm going to keep trying to improve on that each week. You know, for me, after these last few weeks and I've realized, you know, I'm meant to be doing 30 to 40 hours on my research and then I'm supposed to do my business and training and parenting and netball and everything on top of that afterwards. And I'm like, okay. I actually have to sit down now and write out a timetable for myself yeah. and I have to follow that to the T. And that's going to have my bedtime, that's going to have my get-up time, everything. I'm going to have the podcast in here because it has to be scheduled in, otherwise I am running around She's like a... so worse than me. <laughs> I am running around like a chicken without my head cut on. I mean, you're doing cut that off. now. <laughs> chicken with your head cut off is what she's trying to say did you get your 10 hours sleep were you just about to do chicken wing chicken wing hot dog and bologna chicken and macaroni is that what you were gonna do i don't even know what i've watched too many tiktoks okay okay all right i have no idea what she's talking about anyway i'm not the cool people i'm not cool she's definitely not cool that's why she's i'm okay i'm okay with this it's fine like right now, you're not cool either. I just, no, I know. I'm I just, just need I'm, anyone who's not watching right now. She's doing some weird dance. I'm and definitely not like cool having, anyway. I'm like, definitely not cool. But I wanted to get back to you just saying like about that quick fix, and I 100% agree. And I'm so. Not, what are you saying? Like skinny tees don't really work. Listen, skinny tees absolutely work. Eh, that was a joke. If you're not watching, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I don't actually. If you, I don't. Spit it out. I'm not judging you because I have been there. I have did isogenics. I have mm. done fucking keto. I have did paleo. I have did um, zone. I've like I have did everything. But I've show did, me something I've done tried most of these I know, things. but here's what I've learned is like none of those things like matter because I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to the jet. I didn't do anything about changing my mentality of yeah. like viewing myself, of viewing food, of viewing like exercise is not punishment. I don't have to burn off calories. I, I don't have to stuff my face on a cheat day. I don't have to, if I want to have takeaway, I can. Until you start making those changes and specifically until you start taking responsibility for having them, mm. nothing is going to change. You are going to continue to yo-yo and yo-yo between doing something and doing it and here's what i know okay there is some things that you can do at home i don't know if you guys know this i'm just gonna be like breaking news 
that you can do at home for free if you want to lose weight. Okay? One, track your food for free. Can I just say (laughs) that as a nutritionist, this is the one thing that makes me just want to smack my head against the wall (laughs) the most. I have lost count of the number of people who are desperate to lose weight. And then when I say, right, let's track your food, I don't want to do that. Well, yes. you're not desperate then. You're not desperate. And I'm sorry that sounds harsh, but that is where I'm up to in my career. Yeah. <laughs> well, but and it's listen, the truth. Here's the thing, it's so, the truth. But, and this is the thing about tracking, okay? It's just to get you to a point. So when I started, well, like, I don't know, a few podca- pass, podcasts. Yeah, you can't talk. I go, shut up. <laughs> um, I tracked for like a week or two mm. my food, yeah. and now I'm not tracking because I don't, I'm not ready yet. That's like fine. just mentally. But what I did was track for two weeks so I knew. And then I was like, cool, I'm going to take these things out. Okay. But if I don't, like I was drinking too much. That was an easy one to change. Okay. But if you, here's a little bit of home truth for you. And I'm really sorry if this offends you, but I'm actually not sorry. If you don't want to track, all right, possibly are you just lying to yourself about why you don't want to track? Do you not want to track because you don't want to track or you actually don't want to be truthful about what your intake of food and alcohol is? Yeah. And okay? that's really challenging for yourself. a lot of people. That is really challenging. But if people don't be honest with themselves, I mean, nothing changes. I agree. Stop lying to yourselves. I agree. Like, like, if you're not losing weight and you keep telling me that you're trying, you've tried everything, okay, but you won't track. Yeah. Like... Mm, I'm there's, sorry, but I kind of don't believe you. And there's there's actual research on this. So they looked at a there's a study of people. They were all either overweight or obese, and they were all underreporting their food by fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent. That's that's so significant. So if you are I'm all you know the I'm on twelve hundred calories, but then when they actually tracked it, they would double what they thought they were having. I mean, and but, you just have to look at those posts where people show you like um. A tablespoon versus a teaspoon of yeah. peanut butter and like what the difference in calories is that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you, okay, like I cooked my steak and I added some oil to the pan, but you didn't account for that. Like yeah. all those little things that... They add up. They add up. Yeah. And you might, some things I think that you're lying to yourselves about, yeah. I really do. And then some things you might not even know. Mm. So then you're lying to yourself and some things like that's a lot of calories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Any single thing that you eat or drink has to be tracked. Yeah. You know, and you have to be conscious of it. And like what you were saying, you did it for two weeks. I don't track. Yeah. I do it for a little bit. I check the I check numbers as I go. But the other thing that I do that is so helpful is I eat very similar foods over and over and over again. My yeah. breakfast and lunch is so similar. And I keep it like that, partly because I'm a creature of habit. I like what I like. But also because then I know roughly what I'm eating. Yeah. And it just time. makes it so much easier for me to know what's going yeah. on. And you know what a simple thing actually also for getting started in tracking is without even weighing everything, actually starting to physically write it down. Yeah, just a food diary. You know what I mean? Just a food diary where you're yeah. like, okay, I had chicken salad and then you actually add in, but I also had like cheese and then croutons and then I also like those little fried onions so then I add those in and then, and I, then I got the, the Asian thing and yeah. like so that had the noodle things in it and I had to, when you've got to actually physically write it down you might start going okay I am definitely eating more than what I'm actually thinking that I'm eating yeah. okay especially like if you're eating salad okay but what you have in your salad mm. like 
You know, did you go get one of those Coles one with the noodle things in it and you like put the whole sauce thing in and you're like, I shouldn't have did that because it was actually way too much dressing, but you just ate it anyway. You know and what I mean? And you wish like, you could get a calorie refund on yeah, that you wish because you, you didn't even really enjoy it that much. Because like, you soaked your lettuce because mm. the whole thing is too much. But it still tastes like lettuce. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I, I think like I'm, I'm just at a point where people, I'm trying to be empathetic with people and I'm really trying to support people, but also I really just want to say, just be honest. Like, if you, if you start being honest with yourself, that is really the first step yeah. because no matter what diet you choose or how you choose to lose weight, see how gentle I'm being on the table. You are doing very me. well. Go I'm me. proud of you. I know, me too. Yeah. Until, you, until you are brutally honest with yourself, okay, nothing is going to change for you. Yeah. And I've had a few of my clients say to me, they're going to do this thing and then I'm like, okay, cool. What mental changes are you going to make? And they just give me a blank look and they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, like if, if getting on the scales derails you, what are you going to do about changing that? Because if you don't ever get on the scales, how do you know what you're doing is working? And let's talk about that just for a second. Like have, we have become so, we have no resilience, no, no resilience. So we hop on the scales and it doesn't tell us what we want so then we go and do the exact opposite behaviors of what's going to improve that it doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, sense. yeah we do yeah we do yeah the fat people <laughs> wherever we all, but this is a universal thing no i know i'm just being silly mm. anyway as i was i saying, mean it doesn't make sense but no but it doesn't but that's exactly we, we lack we relax the res, we lack yep. the resilience and the discipline you know, when I get on the scales and I'm annoyed, and to be perfectly honest, it sometimes happens, sometimes I don't care, but I'm, I'm brutal with myself because I would be that way with other people. Like I wouldn't want anyone thinking that I wouldn't be as honest with them as I am with myself. And I say to myself, have I trained consistently this week? And to be no, perfectly honest, you didn't. There you go. And I don't even have to ask myself. I could just message George and be like, no, nah. and she'd just be, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I know I haven't been. I know when I'm not. And it's not just my food and exercise. It's the other things. Yeah. Was I organized? Did I get to bed on time? What was my alcohol consumption like? Those yeah. sorts of things. And when I look at the bigger picture and then I go, okay, so are the scales reflective of my work ethic this week? Yes or no? I then have a choice. Okay, so I'm not happy with the scales. So do I want to go and make the situation worse or do I want to go and make it better? And when we get a disappointing result on the scales, it should just, it should strengthen our resolve absolutely like, and so we should just be saying to ourselves okay cool well i'm just like just gonna rein it in a little it does and exactly what you're saying before it's all or nothing mentality right so then you get off the scale you either do one of two things <laughs> the all which is where you go and eat or the nothing where you're like i'm not eating for a whole day yeah which is just dumb yeah it's right? stupid exactly so dumb because then has, in yeah. the day after you're starving and you're like eat me all the food yeah exactly, exactly. and then nothing changes and so what I've been trying to do is actually I will weigh myself and if it's gone up a little, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I did have, like, what did I have? I had this week, I'm going to like less ciders or like track for the first few days or whatever it is that I'm going to do, but I'm not doing all or nothing. No, I'm, I'm just taking the stuff with exactly. my plan. Yeah. And that's the thing you have to have a, and I know we keep talking about like, consistency and something you can do for the rest of your life and I think that actually the thing we have to do for the rest of our life is keep consciously changing the words we use to ourselves and how we're 
making the scale make us feel or how mm. like um you know like just changing those little habits to make them just be things that we actually don't have to think about and i have a chocolate every friday i have two beers and then i have a chocolate on friday because darcy and i won't except for today because we've got all that other stuff but like we play like an hour of squash and we just sweat like crazy people and you kick his Oh, smash him! I smash him. If you go to World Gym, just next time you see him, just ask him who won squash. Just ask him. And Lockie, because I also smash Lockie. Um, he was so upset because he lost to everybody except his mum, who's this like little lady who, like, she was just too, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think if their mum played a few times, she would smash him too. We, we digress. <laughs> so every Friday I have a chocolate. Yeah. Because I know I've did a massive workout. I've sweated my butthole off. I'm like, that's a good day to have. Your butthole off. Yeah. It is like a sauna in the squash court. That's pretty intense. A so- I'm serious. It's I'm, a sauna. I know. It's just a horrible description. I sweat my butthole off. I think actually the saying is sweat my ring hole out. <laughs> I kind of like just toned it down a little. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> and so I have a chocolate that day because I know like I can afford to like have a chocolate that day. And I know that chocolate is something that I really like to eat. Um, but obviously... In my sitch, my current sitch, I can't eat it all the time. Can I just... Because it's not like going towards my goals. But can I just say something on that? And, you know, you see those memes going around where... Yes, I give you permission to say something on that. Oh, thank you. Um, Where where it says, you know, you're not a dog. Shut up. You're not a dog. You don't earn your treats or whatever. Yeah. I like the sentiment of that in the sense that we are able to eat whatever we want. We have that freedom. But... You can't eat whatever you want and look the way you want or achieve the goals that you want. At some point, you have to start restraining out of, and this is the same with training. You can't squat 70 kilos, apparently, if you squat once a week. Who would have thought? So, you know, we have to be willing to, you know, when it comes to things like food and chocolate and whatnot, I do like the concept of earning it. Okay, but, and I totally agree with you, but I feel like, again, that's a thing, is just reframing it. I'm not, I'm not earning my treat. No, no, you I'm just like, like... Well, you let me finish what I'm saying. No, I know, because I know what you're saying. Do you? But they might not. Well, they do. Well, they don't, because you get to finish what I'm saying. <laughs> Guy. What I was saying is... Anyway, what I was saying... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to foods that are really high in energy... She just hit me. For those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, she just punched me in my leg. Anyway, this is why I'm too afraid to leave. We, we I really don't even like her. It's just, I'm scared. I would be scared too. Blink. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> no one even believes you. One day, like, that might be true, but no one will believe you now. Probably not. Boy who cried wolf. wolf. Jinx! Oh, jinx! Double jinx! <laughs> we digress. Guys! What I was going to say before someone just blew up, um, there are foods that have got more energy associated with them, right? And that's things like chocolate and ciders and whatnot. Now, if you why are... Why are you going to pick the two things I... Because you just talked about them. <laughs> pizza. I like pizza. I like cheese. Yeah, there's a whole stack of pizza boxes here. Um, if you want to include these foods in your diet, you if you don't move a lot, if you're fairly sedentary, you have a, a smaller balance to work with, right? You've yep. got a smaller budget. When you then weight, lift weights and do cardio, your budget starts to get bigger. 
So it just allows for the inclusion of these more expensive items. Yes. So when you um, don't move, it just means if you're going to have the more expensive stuff, it leaves you with a much smaller budget then to deal with everything else. And that's when you usually end up really hungry. In the surplus. Yeah, yeah, or in the surplus because you can't maintain it because you're starving. So when we talk about earning it, all I mean in that is that it just gives you more to work with. So if you like that energy dense stuff, the more you move, the more you, you know, weight lift and cardio and get fit, the more of a budget you get to include the things you like. That's all I mean by that. And I think that's a great way to say it. Cause I just, I think that what you're mean, well, not what you mean exactly what you said, but like when you say earning your treats, like that's dumb. That's dumb. It's so and dumb. And that's what I mean. I do agree with exactly. that. You're not a dog, so, you don't uh, earn it. Exactly. And, and so then that want. comes down to how we're like, exactly, you get it where you want. So that, then that comes down to how like we frame it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, don't say to your, I don't say to myself, I'm going to go play an hour of squash so I can have a chocolate bar. That's not what I say. I'm like, oh, today's the day I'm going to have my chocolate bar because I want to have a chocolate bar. Yeah. And I'm going to do it on that day because I know that I've sweated my butt off and, like, I've got more dollars yeah. in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I am not going to lie. I exercise like I do because I like junk food. I like Hungry Jack's burgers and I don't mind Shit. pizza. You know, burgers are shit. Oh, let's shut up, KFC. Look, actually, you know what burgers are like? Um, Your mum. Porto burger. Yeah, Porto burger. No, grilled burgers are good too. Yeah. And I also like at Ruby Chews, they do the bunless one, mm. but it's a really good one. I like that one too. Anyway, we digress. We digress. But I'm serious. I do go and do all these things and I do train and all the rest of it because I do like those foods and I don't want to feel like I can't have them. And I know what the energy associated with them is. Yeah. So, and I actually really, I, I think for some people who don't love exercise, I think it's something that you don't realize you're going to grow to love. A lot of people yeah. who start out hating it end up actually really enjoying it. And if you get into something like Performance Squad with George, like the, the community and the culture that goes with it, like it's really, like you get these newbies on board and then they get totally loved into this group and they're just mind blown because they've never and experienced I think like, anything and like that, And it. I think that's one thing that I also like about that style of training is there's so many things to learn. Yeah. So you're always improving. It's like... Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not like you just snorted. But there's so many things to learn. So that's enjoyable and fun because you're like learning something and then when you nail it, you're like, oh, that's the best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like in the style of CrossFit, that feeling never goes away because even one, even if I've hit a weight before but I nail it and I'm like, oh, that was a great lift, yeah. I get excited by that. Yeah. If I hit a PB, no matter if you hit a PB in like a snatch or a clean or a jerk or whatever. When you hit a PB, whether you've been crossfitting for five or whatever, it's still like exciting and yeah. all that kind of stuff. When you PB, your bicep curl, that doesn't excite me too much. Yeah. So I like that. That wasn't a go at people who like bicep no, curls. No, no, no. It's just, I just it's mean what like, motivates us. Yeah. Like I like that it's always like that for me in this style. And that was actually in that study as well is that intrinsic motivation. Yes. And that is something that helps us to do the things that we need to, that to stay accountable and to stay honest with us. Nothing tells us we haven't trained for a long time until, you know, you go back into the gym and you try and move some weight and you're like, mm, that's a bit heavy. This is hurting. Okay, yeah. That shows us straight away you have not been consistent. You're not doing 100%. the things you need to. And that holds and you accountable. I, I want to say, like, in this video as well for myself, I've lost since, I don't know, what when we did that podcast. 
It's like over six weeks, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And so I've lost about six kilos. Have you? Uh, yeah. See, I see you so yeah. often, I, I can't tell. Yeah, I, I can see tell. you every day. Yeah, no, I actually yeah, can tell. I just, yeah, I think you look great no matter mm. what. Well, that's because I'm beautiful, but, it is because you know, you're beautiful. I know. And like, I can pull off this weight, I don't care. Like, I'm sexy ass. <laughs> Not sure the confidence is what. No, it's <laughs> laughing at your confidence. Well, I mean, look, look, my body is not sexy, but I don't care what you think. Not you, but like, Dave whoever. Your, I don't find your body sexy, no, but that might be a little That's strange. That's not very nice. Dave finds you sexy. I mean, I don't even care if Dave doesn't find me. Okay, I do care about that, but mm. yes, he's pretty good with that stuff. But I just mean like, and I, so I've lost this weight and I'm not doing anything crazy hard. I'm not doing anything crazy time consuming. I'm not doing anything like, you know, all or nothing. I've literally cut ciders. I've been consistent with my training. Um, and I've eaten less of the bad shit that I used to eat all the time. Or And, and it eaten, starts, sorry, and it starts with that honest conversation with yourself. Yes, 100% of yeah. get over yourself. Absolutely get over yourself. Yeah. Um, that it's, I, I mean, when we say it like this, it kind of seems simple. Well, but it, I think it is, and I think we yeah. overcomplicate it, and we overcomplicate because we're it. looking for someone to blame outside our and ourselves. But the same thing, like there's one diet that works. I promise you, there is one diet that works. Yes. It is the diet that puts you into an energy deficit. That's yes. it. That is it. Yeah. You can do any form of an energy deficit based diet, but it doesn't matter if it's paleo or low carb or low fat or vegetarian, vegan, whatever. Any of those diets, so long as you're in that energy deficit, you will lose weight. You could eat McDonald's every day. Well, they did a study looking at someone who was eating a huge amount of sugar, but they stayed in a calorie deficit and they yeah. lost weight. Now, there's a big difference between losing weight and losing weight and being healthy. Yes. So, I'm obviously, we're not, we're, not, like, yeah. we're not recommending you just no, eat a whole I mean, lot of sugar. Yeah, so obviously, like the better quality foods you eat, the better your body is going to feel in terms of your tiredness. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to be as tired. You're going to have more energy because you're eating energy, like nutrient-dense foods, okay? So, like, I'm not Where saying... Where do you go? Not... I, I mean, I've got some smart friends. Not you, but some other ones. <laughs> okay, but, like, and so that is true. And I'm doing that too. Like, I'm trying to eat more vegetables and things mm. um, because I'm really tired because I'm eating disgusting food so even aside from the losing weight i actually need more nutrients in my body because yeah. i'm just so tired with the crazy hours that i work um but that's outside of the losing the weight stuff you know like i was drinking nearly not mostly not every day but lots of times a week four to five i've cut that to two like two times and a week and that's really now. important is that you didn't get rid of it completely because it's again that all or nothing it's like i want to yeah. enjoy my life and yes. I like these things and I would really encourage people because when they come and see me, a lot of the times it's like, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. There is literally not one food that you can't eat. Yeah. Nothing. You can have McDonald's, you can have KFC, you can have whatever. It depends on how fast or slow you want to achieve your goal. Most people, I think if we just try to be a little bit more like we don't have to try and lose 10 kilos in two days um, and we just want it to be a bit more. And I think that's a really good point too is that we look at this. I feel like. This, not the slower, okay, but the more steady we can lose weight, the more that we're going to be able to keep it off. Whereas when we have that big drop because we've gone a massive deficit, that's really hard to sustain Yeah. in yeah. everyday life. Yeah. And look, I think the, the other thing to realize is that when you, if you're really overweight and you make all these changes, you will get a big weight loss to begin with. 
you're not then doing anything wrong when the weight loss starts to slow because people then think, well, I should have lost six kilos this week as well. Six kilos is a lot of weight to lose, you know, in a short period of time. So as you progressively keep losing weight, your weight loss drops will get smaller and smaller. And that's totally normal. And at some point also, you know, let's talk about scales. The scales is just one tool. You know, you don't have to weigh yourself. You can use um, girth. You can use the fit of your clothes. I have, I think I've mentioned before, a pair of shorts that I put on. They are my truth shorts. When I'm telling myself some little fibs about the food I'm eating and where this extra weight's coming from, I go and put those shorts on and if they're tight around my stomach, I know that I need to rein myself back in and that's not even looking at the scales. Yeah. That's just chucking those shorts on. I'm like, mm. although I've grown a bit of a booty now, so they're a little tight across the butt too, but I am not unhappy about that. I'm sure Tony's not unhappy about that either. My sister actually Let's did. Let's you were looking, oh, Sai, you were looking hot the other night for your anniversary. Did you get that for baby? No, I didn't. That's annoying. I know. I actually felt pretty good that night too. And yeah. No I'll baby. have a chat to Johnny about that. I know. He did not perform. Oh, I mean like we just want this baby. Yeah, I know. That's, That's what I'm saying. He didn't perform. I know. I know. I'm trying to get number five, but he's being very... For everybody. Like we all want this. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be the weed digress baby. <laughs> I would be so excited if you did. Oh, me too. That would be great. Although I have no idea how I'd fit that into my current work schedule. Oh, absolutely not. But we digress. We digress. Um, so with the scales, sorry, what I was getting at with the scales is like they're great, but that's just one thing. And in this study that they looked at, they, they talked about um, continuous monitoring. Yeah. And continu- continuous monitoring doesn't have to be scales, but they were paying attention to their size. And so like I've got these shorts, they, they're honestly ripped to pieces but I keep them because they are my continuous monitoring. Yeah. Um, you can use bioimpedance DEXA. You can use, um, like I said, centimeters and whatnot, but there has to be some form of way in which you're watching your body and staying accountable and being honest with yourself. And honestly, I had to have that conversation with myself a few years ago where I was like, Naomi, you have done this to yourself. You have done everything. You are where you are today because of every choice you have made. And it doesn't matter what anyone else has ever done to me over the years. I could sit there and say, but this person did that and that person hurt me and I'm angry about this. Boo hoo, you know? You reacted, you didn't work hard when you should have, you didn't do the things you were meant to with your business, you didn't go back to uni when you should have. So you are today where you are. You didn't meet George earlier than you did. You didn't meet George earlier. Bloody hell. But you know what I mean? Like That's a big one for you. I know, I know. All these years wasted, we could have been BFFs forever. I know! We'd be famous now with our podcast. Could you imagine it? <sighs> or, I mean, really, like, um, cancel culture. <laughs> cancel yeah, culture. we could get cancelled with this because we told everyone to get over themselves. Listen. And because I did my tan too dark. And you, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm really not. She is actually I, Well, I mean, a little bit I am because I feel like. Um, but you have to. Be. I want to share my experience and the things that have helped me. And part of that is just not being a victim. Like, just not being so, like, um, I'm feeling sorry yeah, for yourself. I, this is not my fault. Exactly. I, I I'm trying this. everything. And here's what I know as a fat person. You probably haven't tried everything. Okay. I'm just, I'm just letting you know from me to you, you probably haven't tried everything. And if this hurts your feelings, I think that that's something that you then need to actually go away and whether you are mad at me or not, that's cool. But 
If it hurts your feelings, exactly. If it hurts your feelings, say, why does that hurt my feelings? And it usually hurts because it's true. Yes. When she told me to get over myself that she actually didn't even specifically say to me, I was so mad at her in that moment. Lucky we're in the podcast. But when I went away and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not like, as if I would punch you. (laughs) Right? Like, but when I went away, I was like, actually, yes, I need to like, this is no one's fault but me and no one can change anything but me. Like and that, then, yes. that is so powerful. Yes. And you then take I take that back, yeah. you take back your power. I got myself into it. I can get myself back yeah. out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, I, that's just, I just, that's what I want to say. If you get anything out of this podcast, I want it to be that. Go and have a really, if you're struggling, like if you're in a place where you're like, I can't do this. I've tried everything, all of that stuff. Go and just have a think about being truthful with yourself. And I just want to add one thing to that. It's not easy. It is not easy. It is not easy to lose weight and keep it off. We know it's not. Okay, but when you say, I have tried something and it didn't work, you have to ask yourself, did I try and it was too hard and I gave up? A hundred percent. they're different. Yes. And that, and that is the conversation I would have with my mum. Yeah. You know, like I'll, I'll be so upset and I'll be like, oh, I don't like, I did a work. It would always be after I did a workout. I'd be like, oh, and I was just so slow. And I just like, I could feel all my body moving on the runner and it sucked. And then I would just say to her, but I'm not ready to make that effort. I know it's going to be really hard and I'm not ready. And that's okay. But I was honest with myself. I didn't say to her, like, but I'm doing this and this. I was just like, I'm just not ready. It's going to be really hard. And it is. You say no, you're going to have to say no to a lot of things. Do you know what's really hard? Do you know what's really hard? What? Not shaking the video. Do you know what's really hard? Doing, like, your little eight-week diet and then after eight weeks putting all your weight back on. That's also fucking hard. That is so demoralizing. Exactly. And it's just another failed attempt that reinforces every other failed attempt. And every other thing that you're thinking. Yeah. So if you are a person out there, number two to get out of this, if you are a person out there who has tried thousands of diets and failed, okay, I can't remember what I was going to say. What did you say? I'm listening. Oh, the failed attempts. Mm. Did, did you, you Was it too hard and you gave up? Yeah. It's like if you have tried everything, go back to basics. So like, change simple. your Do the simple stuff. thought process. Do the simple stuff. Make Cut a decision. Your booze. Make a decision to actually pay attention to what you're eating. Yes. And just jot it down. Even if you don't yes. want to do my fitness pal or a tracking app, just write down what you're eating. And and you know, my brother actually contacted me. So my brother um, said that he'd lost like twenty. I think he lost like twenty kilos or something. And um, he said all he did was he didn't change any food that he ate. He did not change. Listen to that. He didn't change any food. He continued to eat his diet as per usual. He cut back the volume of it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he cut back his alcohol as well. Yeah. So he continued to have everything as per normal, but he chose to have less of it. And he lost 20 kilos. Now, that probably makes a lot of people want to stab him in the eye, and that's totally understandable. Men have this ability to lose weight a lot easier than women, and I understand. And there is actually Oh, absolutely. But if I did that, like... even even if a woman did that, cut the volume. Like, did you think that actually sense? really meant stab him in the eye? Because I could see you processing that. 
No, I was oh, actually just processing. No, because then when you say because it's easy for men, I'm just want to stab my brother in the eye. Right? I no, I mean like it, it doesn't matter that he was a man. If, no, but if a woman did that, like cut the yes. volume down, you know what I mean. And that could be as simple as cool. This is the steak I'm going to have cut a little piece of, or yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the how much pasta. chips I usually have. Take okay. a handful off. And and he was so saying particularly for him, it was like because he likes pastas and whatnot. Yeah. He just started having less of the pasta. Yeah. And all I was getting at, there are sex differences in terms of losing oh, no, weight. I like, know, I know, I know. But like, I just don't want. I just want women to, if they tried that, they absolutely it would still would work. work. It would absolutely still you work. Know? The underlying principle is still the same. You're just eating less of the same foods that you love. And that's actually yeah. a really great way of doing it. It's so simple. Don't change your food. Just eat less of it. Yeah. But then again, the diet culture would say that's wrong. And I don't understand that. Or if you overeat in one meal, they say don't then adjust in the next. Definitely adjust in the next. Absolutely. Because yeah. in the next meal, you're probably not as hungry anyway. So why would you try and eat as much you definitely can make adjustments in the next meal everyone does it all the time anyone with success yeah but here's the thing that's part of why we get ourselves into these situations but that's because you overeat and then you keep just, eating normal and yeah. then your your hunger cue like starts to like move because you're making it but that's the thing, like again, in this whole um, study where they were looking at these long-term behaviors, one thing that they really highlighted was that those who were tracking had more flexibility around eating out and that's what helped them stick. So it wasn't that they couldn't go and eat out with all their friends. Yeah. They knew what they were eating, they knew what they could have and it actually gave them freedom and yeah. they would adjust their meals accordingly for what they were doing, which makes so much sense. Anyway. And, you know, I think we just... We do overcomplicate it. We do. You know, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. We really are. And then we're making excuses for it and we're lying to ourselves. And at the end of the day, you can lie to yourself all you want, but you're going to end up in a bad place with no one else to blame but yourself. I mean, yes, exactly. Exactly. You can keep lying to yourself, but it's just a step further away from what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, and it only hurts you. Exactly. And I just want to say, like, um, losing weight... And having a smaller body is not going to make you happy. No. Okay, losing weight and having a smaller body is not going to negate the stress in your life. No. Okay, losing weight and having a smaller body is not going to change your relationship dynamics with your friends and your family and your partners. Yep. It's not going to change how you are a mum. Yep. It's not going to change your job unless you have a physical job and then it might be easier. Mm. I digress. But it may okay. not make you any more satisfied in your job. It might exactly. Okay. I think that we have all like we have stress in our life. We're mums, we're working, we're jobs, we're husbands, all this stuff. And we think somehow if I just lose weight, those things will all be happier. And look, mm. on that, some weight loss will probably make you feel happier in the sense that you can move better, you feel better about yourself. But the, the heart of the issues that you're having, weight loss isn't going to fix that. No, no. And if you don't do anything up here to change any of that or how you deal with stress mm. or how you deal with anxiety or how you deal with your relationship with food yep. or your emotional eating, yep. all of that stuff, if you do nothing yep. to change those behaviours, yep. nothing is going to change for you. You're going to yo-yo diet for the rest of your life. Correct. And I know that. Because that is me. Yeah. I have been there. I'm not judging you and I'm not trying to be an asshole to you. I'm just really trying to make you sit back and actually really honestly think about all the things you've done. When you did Weight Watchers, okay, like you just counted the points. You didn't learn shit. 
okay, when you did isogenics, okay, you just drank the tonics and you had the shakes and so you could only do 1,200, you probably had the shakes, you weren't eating enough, but <laughs> you did your 1,200 calories, okay, but didn't learn anything, mm. all right? When you, whatever it is, when you did your six-week meal plan where they just tell you what to eat for your weight, height, and activity level, okay, they didn't teach you anything. They didn't teach you anything. How is that going to change your habits for your everyday life when you're actually not learning anything, when you're actually not trying to um, think about how am I going to get on the scale without it affecting me? Mm. Like how am I going to change that? What am I actively going to do to change that, right? When I want to eat a chocolate, how am I actively – it's the muffin all over again. Like how am I actively going to eat the muffin, okay, and not – and let it go. Let it consume my Just day. Just let it go. Like, right? I, why do we let things have such emotional power over us? And nobody can fix that. No diet will fix that. No program will fix no. that because it's here. Yeah. And until you sort that out and until you stop equating your size with your value, um, you're really going to have a lot of a lot of issues. So you can't think for a minute that weight loss will fix your issues or make you happier in that sense. It's not going to fix your marriage. It's not going to fix the, the job that you dislike or the problems that or the stresses you have. And if you don't sort this out, the first moment of stress in your life, you go straight back to what you were doing before yeah. because you haven't got that resilience. And that's what I love yeah. about the gym so much is that you're in that workout, you're in that hurt locker and you're thinking, I can't do this. And your coach comes along and yells at you and tells you to go faster or you just find that little bit extra in you and you think, I can get through this and yeah. you do. And you get to the end of it and you think, ah, oh, I was capable of that. And it's the same when you hop on the scales and you look at the scales and you're disappointed. What is your next move? And it should be to dig in and get it done yeah. rather than to go, well, that's it. I'm going to go eat everything. And the more times you step on that scale and the more time you say to yourself, okay, cool, good result, keep going. Or, okay, cool, like, all right, it's gone up. i got to change something else or, like, fix something. The more times you do that and the more times you have that positive conversation with yourself about it, the easier that it gets. Absolutely. The easier that it gets. Yep. Um, I feel like that's, yeah. Yep. But you are in control. That's the most you important thing. You are in control. Thing. You are absolutely in control of every single thing that occurs in your life in the sense of when it comes to food and exercise. Every bit of food that you consume is completely within your power. Uh, every bit of exercise you do is completely within your power. Alcohol, within your power. So you control those things and then, you know, let go of the things that you can't control. Yeah, 100%. Oh, shit! Lady! <laughs>